Okay, I'm just going to share my screen. Welcome to episode 12 of Primary Paradise Teaching, what you need to create successful digital writing lessons. Creating successful digital writing lessons might feel complicated. However, there are some simple components that will make planning and executing virtual writing with primary students easier. Let's take a look at how you can create engaging, student-friendly writing lessons for your kindergarten, first grade, and second grade students. Disclaimer. I always want to be upfront with you. I am not currently teaching in the classroom after my family's move to Sweden as I've been working towards an IB certificate and adapting to life in Sweden. The following advice is based off of adapting my print writing curriculum to a digital platform, conversations with teacher friends who are in the thick of things, research, and trial and error. This information is based on the feedback I've received from teachers using my digital writing lessons. I never want to present myself in any way other than who I am and where I am. So now that that's out of the way, let's get started. What does it take to create successful writing lessons? Teaching writing can be pretty frustrating if you don't know the best way to do it. However, if you know what you're doing and you are confident in your lessons, writing can be really fun. It's amazing to see your students express themselves creatively. Although teaching writing digitally during distance learning adds some uh, new challenges, here are six things that can help you to create successful digital writing lessons. Number one, develop a consistent structure. First, develop a structure for each writing piece. Using a consistent structure and plan, just like you would in the classroom, makes it easier for students to complete their writing. I personally find Google Slides to be a great platform, since you can use it to share information through pictures and videos, and students can add their work to the slides as well. In general, I plan writing lessons to last for five days, but you can do more or less. The first day, I always introduce the topic and begin to plan our writing. On day two, we continue to plan. On days three and four, we draft and edit. And on day five, we finish our final draft and celebrate our work. Although the content and topics of the lessons change, this similar structure each week helps students to know what's coming next. It also makes it easier for you to plan as the teacher. Number two, share rich mentor texts. Whether you're teaching in person, virtually, or through a hybrid model, mentor texts are super important. Students grow as writers by listening to and reading good writing. This is easy to do in the classroom, but you can also share great mentor texts online. Here are a few options. One, record yourself reading your mentor text and share it with your students. Two, Read it live during a video chat so you can have a discussion about it. Three, use books to share your mentor texts. This requires a paid subscription. Four, share videos from YouTube or YouTube for Kids in place of mentor texts. Please note, it's not typically legal to record books being read online publicly. However, sometimes authors themselves do this. You can also use Pixar shorts and other short story videos in place of traditional mentor texts. Number three, make conferencing a priority. Third, 
Continuing to conference with individual students is important to the success of your writing lessons. This is almost more important than when you're learning in class. Without some conferencing time, even just a few minutes each week, students can feel very disconnected. It's also hard to know what you need to focus on in your writing instruction without conferencing with students. If it's possible, a short video chat each week or even every other week can go a long way. If you're using a platform such as Seesaw, you could record a video with some notes on their writing and ask them to record a comment back. Although this isn't as effective as a live conversation, it's better than no conversation at all. When you're conferencing, there are four key things to keep in mind. First, start with something they did well. Even if it's something small, it's important to tell them something positive. Next, pick one focus skill for them to work on. If there are 10 glaring issues, you still need to pick just one thing to focus on first. If you give them too many areas to work on, they're likely to become overwhelmed and not truly benefit from the conference. That doesn't mean you can't help them fix other errors, but meet them where they are. Third, take notes during each conference so you can track what you have and have not addressed with each student. Last, let students share. Give them an opportunity to share what they like about their writing. Also, give them an opportunity to share an area they're struggling with. Their responses might surprise you and be really valuable. Number four, have realistic expectations for yourself and your students. I've touched on this previously when I've shared about digital writing instruction, but it's very important to have realistic expectations. This goes for yourself and your students. Is it realistic to conference with every student for 20 minutes every week? Probably not. Can you conference with half of the class every other week for 15 minutes? That's more realistic. Is it fair to expect the same quality of work from your students as you would in the classroom? Probably not. Give yourself and your students grace. Any growth is still growth. A sentence is better than two words. A paragraph is better than one sentence. Accept that it won't be the same as in-class learning and everyone will benefit. Number five, flexibility. When I'm asked what my strength is in interviews, I almost always say that I'm flexible as a teacher. As teachers, it's so imperative that we're able to adapt, and that's even more true with distance learning. Allow students to type their work or handwrite their work. Differentiate for different learners. This can be as simple as giving some students a pre-planning web with three bubbles and some with four. It can be sharing information through a video and a digital poster. It doesn't have to be complicated, but being flexible will benefit both your students and your sanity. Number six, choose engaging topics for digital writing. We all know that students are much more willing to work on assignments that interest them. Virtual learning can be hard, but choosing kid-friendly, relatable topics can mean the difference between two students completing their assignment and almost all students completing an assignment. If you're not sure what your students are interested in, ask them. Even just attempting to incorporate their interest shows them you care and will garner at least a little more participation. Ultimately, it's not going to be the same as in-class writing instruction. It's going to look different based on your students' access to technology and resources, 
their abilities, and what you as a teacher can handle. As I said last week, it's not going to look exactly the same, and that's okay. Any writing is better than no writing, and your effort will still make a huge impact on your students. 